It's a deadly time to have a deadly yarn on Deadly Choices. With Geralia Yee, Ranger Stacy, and your Deadly Choices Ambassador. Hello, Murray Country. Deadly Choices time and uh, just wrapped up from the QMC and JMC. Geez, what a turnout out there at uh, KO Stadium, Redcliffe, where I'll be at the weekend. But uh, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm absolutely amazing turnout and um, great to see so much of the mob get out there and uh, not only, uh, you know, play uh, sports, but get a lot of uh, their 715 health checks. It was so, uh, so good to see and um, I'm sure that uh, another year, another year down up there and another great event because I know we, like we said, we've seen some great uh, rugby league from uh, from from our young ones all the way through to the, to uh, to our elders and uh, it's it's always a great weekend out there um, and has been put away for another year so can't wait for next year uh, the next thing that's up for deadly choices is uh, obviously the DC Touch Carnival which is on November eighteenth uh, at White's Hill Reserve uh, that's not too far away now I know it's um, October but it'll come be- it'll come around very very quickly if you'd like to get involved with that you just jump over to uh, deadlychoices.com.au and you can find out. Where you can uh, get the jump on there and uh, registration forms are all on there to make sure that you're going to enjoy yourself at White Hill. Like I said, another great event that they always put on, like the uh, the QMC and the JMC, the DC Touch Carnival, not too far away, November 18 at White Hill Reserve. And I never really felt like deadly choices. A deadly choice is a healthy choice. Talking all health matters that matter to our mob. You don't ever really do this, hey. You mob, you're listening to my radio. I'm back. I'm Britt Carson, a very proud descendant of the Cobble Cobble people from the Western Downs region. Here with you today, hosting Deadly Choices Radio. We're finally back after a huge week of Junior Murray Carnival and the Queensland Murray Carnival. What a great week it was. I hope you all got to get down there and watch some deadly footy um, and just be amongst it. But as always, before we yarn about the health matters that matter to our mob, I'd like to acknowledge the country I'm broadcasting from today and the country you're listening from. I'd like to acknowledge our elders, past and present, and our emerging community leaders. If you missed out on the Junior Murray Carnival, don't worry, the Deadly Choices Touch Footy Carnival is coming up this November 18th at White's Hill Reserve. Registrations have closed, but you can still get your mob down there to watch some deadly footy. So don't forget, this is an alcohol, sugar and smoke free event, as all DC events are. But get amongst it, bring your mob down and get behind the teams. This week, we're going to put the spotlight on podiatry. October 8th is International Podiatry Day every year. A podiatrist is a doctor trained to treat issues in the foot, ankle and lower leg. So October is also Foot Health Month and last Sunday was, as I mentioned, International Podiatry Day. To learn how to put your best foot forward, we're going to speak to IUE podiatrist Kyle Williams. Kyle, can you tell us your mob and where you're from? Hi, uh, so... Um I'm Wiradjuri, so I that's my mob, but I grew up on uh, Warramai country. So I'm a Koori who grew up in Foster, Tunkari in New South Wales, and then I studied up on the Gold Coast. Um, so I've been up here for about 10 years now. Oh, nice, nice. And you're a podiatrist, so we're going to get straight into yeah. this is our spotlight for this week, podiatry, since it is foot month and also International Podiatry Day on Sunday, can you let everyone know what your services um, offer? So, one of the reasons I love being a podiatrist is that we do offer a wide range of service. I think 
a big downfall with podiatry is a lot of people just assume that we just go and we cut toenails and that's about it. But it really is quite varied in what we see. We do uh, lots of work with biomechanics, so people with foot pain or sports people, um, or you know, we also do the high-risk sports, the people who might have conditions such as diabetes. Um, we work really closely with them to try and prevent wounds or ulcers, or if they do get an ulcer, we can try and help heal that ulcer and stop them from getting future ulcers and breakdowns. Uh, we also work a lot with children, um, elderly, people with different disabilities. So it is a very varied profession. Yeah, definitely. And so important as well. And why did you choose to become a podiatrist as well? What sparked your interest? So I grew up um, with a few health conditions, so I was in and out of hospitals. So I always was drawn into that medical field just because I wanted to try and give back a little bit because I was you know, receiving a bit of health care when I was younger. Um, and what I liked about podiatry was that you can often get quite quick results with your patients. So people can see that they're feeling better once they leave the room or relatively quickly. Um, whereas some of the other health professions, you do take a bit of a longer time to get that person feeling better. So I like that it was that instant fix, but I also like how uh, patient-centred it is. So I like to have a good yarn with all of my patients and get to know them. And within podiatry, you do have a lot of that time to be able to just sit there, have a yarn, find out about their history, where they're from, and just build that nice, strong relationship with your patients. Yeah, and connection really is so important, especially nowadays post-COVID when, you know, we really missed out on a couple of years or we couldn't have those uh, one-on-one connections and stuff. So it must be so de- nice. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And throughout those COVID times when we were all locked down, a lot of my um, patients that were coming in were saying, oh, the last time I came out of the house was when I saw you two months ago. Oh, so wow. it was that that connection that they just needed and that connection that they wanted. And even still in this, post-COVID world, a lot of people who do come in regularly, um, they don't have that mobility to be able to get out and socialise a lot. So they are just looking for that friend to have sit and have a coffee with. Like we'll often go and make a coffee or a cup of tea with and just have a yarn while we're treating. So we're giving them the service that they need, but more importantly, we're giving them that ease for, you know, for them to have a bit of a yarn with and also just talking about their lives and concerns and just helping them feel a bit more comfortable in themselves. Yeah, for sure. It really is a bit of an outlet um, and more so than just an appointment. But what did you study to become a podiatrist as well? And, you know, what advice do you have for any younger mob that are looking into their career at the moment coming to the end of the year? You know, how did you get on this pathway? Yeah, so um, there's plenty of, you know, courses out there at the moment that offer podiatry. So to do become a podiatrist, you have to study either a Bachelor of Podiatry or you can do a Bachelor of Health Promotion or Public Health or Health Science and then Master in uh, Podiatry. So there's a few options out there. Um, so I studied at Southern Cross University. Unfortunately, they've stopped doing the podiatry degree now. But in Queensland, there is uh, QUT who do podiatry. Um, otherwise, there's a few down in New South Wales and Victoria, South Australia and uh, WA that also offer um, podiatry courses. So 
there are a few places if you're interested. It, most degrees offer a four-year degree, um, and then Newcastle Uni does it in three years, but you do get less holidays. So it's a bit of hard work that you have to put in, but it's definitely worth, you know, worth pushing through and getting through it because yeah. it's a very rewarding career. And can you tell us a little bit about that as a podiatrist, especially at IUE and in the sphere of IUE? You know, what is your day-to-day look like and, you know, what is your everyday, um, how you get around and everything like that? Yeah, so what I love about IUE, I've only been with IUE for just over six months now. So previous to that, I was in private practice. Um, but what I love with IUE is that they're, their whole thing is being patient-centred and yarn-based treatment. So it's that building the connection, first of all, rather than just getting them in, treating what they need to treat and get them out the door. It is that very holistic approach to treating. That goes across all health professions at IUE, I find. Um, But typically, I'll come to my clinic because it is a regional role. So you do travel around to a few different areas, which is good because you get a bit more variety than if you're just in one clinic room, um, which a lot of private practice roles are, um, which means you get to see different communities, different patients, work with different doctors, uh, different uh, other allied health as well, some specialists as well. Um, and that close network of other professionals is really rewarding, especially as you know, I've been out for four years now, but I still consider myself quite new in the profession. So it is really great just from my personal education to have different specialists in the room next door to you so you can knock on their door and say hey how would you go about treating this or what's your advice in patients who have this condition and then that then gives the best treatment for the patient so that's why i really find working with iui rewarding um and just you know that building of connection with community is really really fantastic yeah, definitely, and it is a key pillar to our organisation as well. But working, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you've definitely touched on it a little bit in your last answer. But does working with IUE differ from other roles you've had? Um, you know, and how so? I know you touched on the community aspects and everything like that. Yeah, I think also just because of the way um, IUE situate themselves within the clinic, you see a lot wider caseload of patients. So it becomes um, a lot more interesting. You learn a lot more working in a, you know, for an organisation like IUE because there is such a wide variety of patients. So your learning develops so much more, like I was saying before, and your skills develop so much more um, just because it is very, very varied. So that's where I've found I've enjoyed it the most is that... Yeah change up from just your standard nine to five clinical setting. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it is foot health month as well. What advice overall do you have for mob around their foot health? You know, how can we better take care of our feet and stuff that, you know, we might not know? Yeah. So, I mean, just checking your feet, looking at the bottom of your feet. A lot of people don't take the time to get down and have a look at the bottom of their feet. Some people physically can't get down to check the bottom of their feet. So just looking at the bottom of your feet, if you can bring them up, have a bit of a check, check between your toes to make sure there's no little cuts or bruises or no little skin spots that are new and different. And if you can't get down to your feet, 
um, helpful little treats like if you have someone that lives with you, getting them to have a look for you or setting up a mirror at the bottom of your bed and then you can use that mirror to check the bottom of your feet. That's a really um, quick and easy way just to have a quick look over your feet, make sure there's nothing new, nothing changing. And then, then if you do have any changes, um, just talk to your doctor, get them to write a referral into your local podiatrist and we can make sure that there's nothing wrong going on. Yeah, nice. It's so good to know as well. It's stuff that you just don't usually think of on the day-to-day to, like, check your feet or think anything could be up, um, you know, with your feet as well. But thank exactly. you. And they're so important. Like, they've got to carry you so many different, yeah. you know, places in life. So, um, unfortunately, we do forget them quite a bit. But if you can just take that extra five minutes, quickly have a look over them every day. And then, you know, you know that you're safe going forward and that you've got those feet to keep carrying on. If there are any concerns, the biggest thing is just get onto it early so that we can try and help you quicker because um, that's the best way to get a good result. Yeah, definitely. And I think what you said, you know, feet really go unnoticed, even though they do so much for us. But, you know, definitely. thank you so much for joining me today. I have to ask you before you head off, what is your deadly choice? My deadly choice is I've started back running recently and it's something that I've been putting off for a while because, you know, I've got a nearly two-year-old daughter, um, new job, as I was saying before, I've just started with IU and just trying to find some time for myself um, has been difficult, but I've finally started back running recently, not every night, just, you know, every second night if I can. Sometimes if my daughter's sick, you can't get there. Um or other life things happen, but just taking that 20 minutes, half an hour to yourself where you can just go get in the fresh air um, and keep active, that's been really rewarding for me. Yeah, definitely. I do love running. It's such an easy way to exercise as well and just get in that little bit of time um, to yourself. Exactly. Yeah, in that active time. Well, thank you so no. much for joining me today and um, I'm keen to have you on no, again thank next you. year for um, Foot Health Month Thanks. as well and bring the spotlight back onto our feet. Yes, I'm happy to come back. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Health Matters That Matter to our mob this week where we put the spotlight on podiatry. Find out more on Deadly Choices events at our Deadly Choices Facebook or Instagram at Deadly Choices. Plus, don't forget you can book in with one of our Deadly GPs or podiatrists to yarn about your health and any concerns you have. Tune in next week to listen to Deadly Choices Radio exclusively here on Murray Radio. Deadly choices. A deadly choice is a healthy choice.